will worship, my voice will sing hallelujah to you. My soul will praise you, my heart will worship, my voice will sing hallelujah to you. Here's why.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father God, we salute the grace of God upon this house. We'll welcome your awesome presence. Because when praise goes up, your presence comes down. You inhabit the praises of your people. Heaven's glorious embassy, we have entered into your presence through worship. Please manifest your power here today. Manifest your glory here today. In the life of everyone in the sanctuary. Everyone in the children's sanctuary. And everyone in their different tabernacles scattered all over the world that are worshiping with us on this platform. Take preeminence, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Say better amen. Why not please appreciate the grace of God upon the band and the choir. Good job. Good job. Good job. You may please be seated. We want to thank God again for allowing us to be alive at a time such as this. It's not because of what you have done or you're doing or what I have done or I'm doing, but by his grace and grace alone. We started a family series couple of weeks ago, talking about God's family. Because we believe, my wife and I, that a healthy family constitutes a healthy nation. A healthy church is a constitution of a happy home. Each and every one of us, we have our churches in our different homes. You are the reflection in the main church 
what is happening in your home church. If your home church is destabilized, it will affect this home church and by extension, the world. So your marriage, your home, contributes to the well-being of the whole nation, the committee of nations. So I will encourage you, if you are not part of this series, please check our YouTube uh, page and go through it line by line. It will bless your life. Today being Thanksgiving, we that is my wife and I, we just want to interject in the midst of our Thanksgiving to just encourage you as a family that you have a role to play in God's institution called marriage. The devil is out against that institution because it was instituted by his enemy, that is God. So everything going on in your home, please look behind the stage. There is someone behind the scene that is rocking your marriage. It's not you, it's not your wife, but he hides under that canopy to rock your marriage. And if care is not taken, you'll be beating the air without aiming at the enemy. And it is my prayer that every enemy of your home will be destroyed in the name of Jesus. And let me be the one to tell you I don't like your amen. Marriage is a serious business. It takes two to tangle. Don't be one-sided. If your marriage is not working, start vetting it from yourself. What am I doing that is not allowing this marriage to work? When you work on yourself, then your partner will be walked upon because nothing works until it is worked. I'll be taking my Bible reading from 2 Kings chapter 4, 35 through to 37. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible. I hope my technical team will have it. From verse 35, it says, Elisha got up, walked back and forth across the room once, and then stretched himself out again on the child. This time the boy sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. Then Elisha summoned Gehazi, called the child's mother, and he said, And when she came in, Elisha said, Here, take your son. Verse 37, she fell at his feet and bowed before him, overwhelmed with gratitude. Then she took her son in her arms and carried him downstairs. Gratitude in marriage. This woman, the Shinomite woman, after receiving her dead child, <laughs> 
The Bible says she was overwhelmed with gratitude by thanking and appreciating the source of her miracle. What is gratitude? Gratitude is the quality of being thankful, a readiness to show appreciation for a good deed. However, gratitude is not simply an emotional response. It is a choice you have to make. Proverbs 18 and verse 22. Proverbs 18, 22. It says, Whoso findeth a wife, findeth a good thing, and obtaineth mercy and favor. Just added mercy. Mercy and favor of the Lord. It is often said that action speaks louder than voice. Your heart should be filled with gratitude just because you found a wife. The Bible did not say whosoever findeth a good wife. It says whosoever findeth a wife obtained favor. So you should be grateful. You should appreciate God. You should be thankful that you found a wife. You should be thankful and appreciative to God and to that man that after all, my husband found me. Because there are those that are still searching for the bone of their bones and the flesh of their flesh. And I pray for you from this altar. You will find the bone of your bone in the name of Jesus. And the flesh of your flesh will find you in the name of Jesus. You should never take it for granted that you are married. It is the favor of God. Lift up your right hand and wave it to God and say, Father, thank you that I finally found my wife. I finally found my wife. And my wife got to appreciate me. Shout hallelujah. Listen to me, people of God. Whatsoever you do not appreciate, depreciates. If you don't appreciate your wife, your wife will depreciate in value. The longer you live with her, the more she will depreciate. Even though after giving you one, two, three, four, five children, you will not see that. You will see the depreciating aspect of her. It's because initially you did not appreciate her. Appreciate the grace of God upon your wife. Appreciate the grace of God upon your husband. Thank God for him. Thank God for her. Gratitude in marriage. You cannot, if you cannot thank 
your wife or your husband, there's no how you can thank God. If you cannot appreciate your wife, you cannot appreciate your husband, there is no how you can appreciate God. Shout hallelujah, somebody. Gratitude in marriage. You have to express it. Don't say she understands. She does not understand. Don't say she knows I love her. Love is an actional word. You have to express it. You have to express it. Even as you appreciate your wife and appreciate your husband. The Bible says, let love in Romans 12, 9 and 10. Romans 12, 9 and 10. I'm just trying to lay some foundation because my mommy pastor, she's coming on to say one or two things. I nearly called her mama, but... Um, <laughs> verse 9 says, he said, let love be without dissimulation. That is hypocrisy. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love. In honoring, preferring one another. Appreciate your wife. When you have to prefer between you and your husband, between you and your wife, he said, prefer the other one. Love him without hypocrisy. Express your love and your care. Empathize with her. Express your appreciation to your wife. Use words to appreciate her. Express your appreciation to your wife with an intonation. With a lovely intonation that is thoughtful, that is sweet, and that is deliberate. You know when you, when you were courting her, you told her you love her. You told her that you would do anything and everything for her. So what happened along the line? Because you did not appreciate her from the get-go. Get your words. Use your words to appreciate your wife. If you don't appreciate her, she will depreciate. Shout hallelujah. Why not say words like this to your wife? Why not look her eyeball to eyeball and say wonderful, beautiful, and sweet words? <laughs> Darling, you have made me into a better person. And I thank you for being the strong, honest woman of integrity. 
I have learned so much from you. You make me a better person. And this makes me to love you the more. I can't imagine life on earth without you. You are my one and only love. Outside of the Lord, you are the best thing that had happened to me. I cannot thank you enough. Words cannot express how much I appreciate you. I am more than grateful. It is a blessing knowing you. I am eternally grateful for being there for me. I will never, never forget what you have been to me. I appreciate you. You say, Pastor, I cannot do that. If I do that, I will be lying. Because my wife does not meet the criteria you just described. Really? Why not speak those words that be not as though they were? You are the head of your wife. The head controls the gesture that I'm making now. Is the head that controls it. If your wife is out of control, you are the one who have lost control of your home. If your family is not what you know it ought to be, the fault is not your wife, the fault is not your husband, because you are the head. The Bible says God is the head of Christ. Christ the head of the man. And the man is the head of the woman. A body without a head is dead. A body that loses, that loses control is because the head. Don't you know lunatics? They can walk from downtown Dallas to Jericho. And they are still strong. Because they have lost it up there. What are you doing, Oga husband? There was a... I have overshot my time. But let me say this. There was a lady in the headquarters at the Butemeta of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. This woman, she was a horrible woman that cannot be tamed. In fact, she slapped a pastor in church. I mean, I'm talking about Nigeria, not America. She was that horrible. Then a man showed up one day and said he was going to marry her. Everybody said, ah, <laughs> hey, what <laughs> But he married her, took her home. And this woman testified that every day 
this man will look at him, at her, eyeball to eyeball, and be saying what she was not. You are the best. You are so beautiful. You are such a quiet, humble woman. Every day. She was, he was saying it to her every day. And every day those words began to reflect in her life. The last time I saw her, I still saw her when we went to Nigeria. She is so calm and so humble, so peaceful. She started helping people. Words that you speak over your body. The word of God, the word of God says, no man hates his himself. He said, when you hate your woman, you are hating yourself. And let me be the one to announce to you, a lot of men will end up in hell because of the way they are treating the bone of their bone and the flesh of their flesh. Jesus, that he may bless the church, he suffered without a gate. Jesus endured all our mess so that he can bring us back to God. What are you enduring? See, my wife doesn't meet that criteria. Why not create it? And before you know it, your wife will be the angel that you expect her to be. If it were you, I would clap for the pastor. I'll be right back. Praise the Lord. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that my father did not want me to marry this man? What I I would have missed. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, we just thank you. We thank you for our husbands. We thank you for our wives. We thank you for our children. They are all ordained by you. Thank you, O Lord God, for this family that you created from above and settled on earth. Thank you so, so much, O Lord God, for heaven's glorious embassy. Thank you for loving us and teaching us and guiding us, directing us in the path that we should go. Continue to take all the glory, honor, and adoration in Jesus' name. Genesis 1.27. Genesis 1.27 said, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Male and female created he them in his very own image. In 1 Timothy 3, 14 and 15, it says, Paul saying, These things write I unto thee, hoping to come unto thee shortly. He said, But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar 
and ground of the truth. In fact, in, I like it in um, NIV. It says, if I delay, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of the truth. Brethren, this is the household of God. This is the household of God. God is dwelling. And when I say the household, I mean the household. In the household, we have mother, father, children. And sometimes we have so many mothers and fathers and many children. And that is what we have in this household. God has ordained you to be here. You didn't bring yourself. You didn't bring yourself. God brought you here. And I want to tell you, he has assigned specific role for the man, specific role for the women, specific role for the children. And I am so grateful for Heaven's Glorious Embassy. I am grateful that God has kept us. And I believe strongly that every one of us, we are playing the roles we ought to play. Sometimes things are a little difficult, but we come here and we listen and we try to practice. And none of us will leave this planet Earth until we have all done what God wants us to do. Those that have left us is because they finished the race and they did well. So I give God the glory. I want to tell you something that bothers me in the household of God. In these latter days, there is so much confusion as to the human gender. What do I mean? A man that is born a man will decide that he's no longer a man. A woman that is born a woman will decide that she is no longer a woman. That is confusion of the highest order. That is not God's plan for us. There is something that the devil is doing to distract what God has put in place. He made man, he made woman, in his image. Brethren, young people, youth, singles, if you are thinking that you are not what you have been born to be, I want to tell you that that thought is not you, it's of the devil. And today that thought has to stop. Amen? Amen? Amen. That thought has to stop. I want to tell you, it's so very important and it's dear to my heart because it is messing up what God has put in place. We have been talking about a man and a woman coming together and making a family. But if this part is not taken care of, that would not happen. The family will be messed up and that is what the devil is trying to do. There is nothing wrong with you liking a man, as a man, but there is everything wrong with you liking him to the extent of having sex with him. 
There is nothing wrong with you liking a woman and have her as a best friend. But there is everything wrong with you having sex with a woman. That is a reprobate mind. And that does not go in line with what God has intended. So I want you to talk to that person and say, please, please let us talk to one another. Let us do what God has planned for us to be. And the blessings of God will be upon every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. The scripture has put there examples of great men, great women. And guess what? In 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, it says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. God is looking for a family without spot, wrinkle, blemish. We have been talking about the family of God. And we need to call a spade a spade. Man was created first. Man was created as head of the family on earth. If any woman feels that because she is more educated... Because she is more eloquent, because she is prettier, she's now the head of that family. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Please do not yield. The Bible says the man is the head of the woman and you cannot change it. And trying to change it, you are going towards hell. May the Lord help us. We will not go there in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, the man, because you feel America is so hard, my salary cannot maintain. Let us go 50-50. You have given your birthright away. It is not so. It was not so in the beginning. I believe we as women are to be like the woman in Proverbs 31. We are able. There is nothing that we cannot accomplish. We were made to be a help meet for you. Wherever you are lacking as a man, a woman will come and aid you. That is what she has been created to do. Because she's aiding you does not mean that you will give your birthright to her. No way. I want you to realize everything that woman is, everything that woman has belongs to you. But if you now say, let us go 50-50, you have lost it. Let us be careful. We're talking about the family of God. The family of God. May God grant us the wisdom. I believe the Holy Spirit is talking to somebody here. 
I believe that this is the day of salvation. I believe that you are about to take over what God has purposed for you to take over. And that is the rulership of your home. And I believe the woman that is sitting by you, the woman that you call a wife, she will submit 110%. It is time for us to live the way God has purpose for us to live. God's family, it's a family of man and woman that becomes father and mother that gave birth to brothers and sisters. And that does not change the roles and the assignment that God has given to every single one of us. A lot of mothers and fathers are not doing what they ought to do. They are not teaching the children. Let us be careful. We have had situations where brothers and sisters are having sex. It's a taboo. We are the children in the family of God. We have been assigned. Brothers and sisters are supposed to be siblings, not lovers. Mothers and fathers, if that is happening, please take those children for deliverance. It is a taboo for a man to look at his young daughter and say, wow, she is so beautiful, and start to have sex with her. It is a taboo. If that is happening, you are already... I don't know if it's you're walking to hell or you're already in hell. But God is able to deliver you. We're talking about the family of God. May the Lord give us wisdom to play the roles that he, have, he has assigned for us to play. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now talking about us as a couple. Please have fellowship with God. If you have close fellowship with him, you will not go astray. All these things that we're talking about will not be something that will be named after your family. Uh-uh. It will not happen because he's going to be directing you. The Holy Spirit is incredible. He will tell you the path that you should go and you will not derail. So have close fellowship with God. Psalm 55 Verse 17, Psalm 55, verse 17 states, Evening and morning and at noon time will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. If God is hearing your voice, do you think you will be in any need? Uh-uh, I don't think so. So have fellowship with God. Be thankful to God. It is Thanksgiving. Don't wait till the first Sunday. To come and say, God, I thank you for the month. Uh-uh. Every single day, be thankful to God for your wife, for your husband, for the children. Pray for them. Pray for each other. That is what the family of God should be. We should be loving. We should be submitting to one another and enjoying this wonderful fellowship that God has 
in our individual families. And that is what we will bring to the church. If the family has gone haywire, the church would not work. The church is depending on your family for a healthy church. We are dependent on you. Let your family work so that the church will be healthy. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. I said the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Wives, you've heard me. Submit. Parenting can be very difficult, but let us learn to parent well. Let us learn to look onto the hills where cometh our help. Parenting is not easy. Singles, you can make it easy. You know how you can make it easy? The little ones that are coming behind you, learn to mentor them. That will help all the parents. Please, singles, do some work. It's time for you to rise up. Redeem Christian Church of God is what it is today. Because when we were young, we did not sit still. We walked. We walked and we walked very hard. That is why you can see the redeemed the way it is today. So we are depending on you young people. Please start to work. Start to work. When it is time for you to be coupled, please do not look at the pocket of that person God is telling you to marry. The pocket might not have anything. But when God says that is your wife, that is your husband, he has a plan for it. So don't look at what that person is earning. I know that looks matter. But guess what? Not all good looking people are good. So don't even let that be a criteria. You can write down your criteria, what you want that person to be, but do not put a face to it because once you put a face, you might pick the wrong person. Psalm four, um, 20 verse 4, Psalm 20 verse 4 said, May he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. And Psalm 37, 4 and 5 Psalm 37, 4 and 5. I'm talking to the singles now. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. You want a good-looking person? God can give him. God can give him. But make sure that he's also meeting all the other criterias. Like I said, a good-looking person might not be good. May the Lord help us all in Jesus' name. God has promised to give us an expected end, a great life. But we have a part to play, family of God. We have to take care of this body. This body is not going to heaven. It is dust, and it's just for this earth. It will die, but while it is housing us, we have to take care of it. Exercise. As bad as my leg is, brethren, 
Every day I exercise. I'm either working with pastor, I am on the treadmill. It's not for weight alone to go. Because sometimes that weight is so stubborn. But for me to be healthy. Because some of us, we have been endowed with, you know, beautiful body. No matter how we exercise, it might not reduce. But we can be very healthy in the body that we have. So let us exercise. Let us eat well. Amen. Balanced diets. Let us make sure medically we are taking care of ourselves. I'm talking to the family of God. And the Lord will do his part to ensure that the years he has assigned for us, we will not go before that time in the mighty name of Jesus. Finally, finally, family of God, let us learn to impact lives. Let us impact lives. Ephesians 5.2, Ephesians 5.2 states, and walk in love as Christ also had loved us and had given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savour. Let us learn to look out for each other. Don't allow your brother, your sister to be in lack. If somebody comes to you and needs something, don't just say, I will pray for you. Let us pray. God go with you. If you have something to give, give. No matter how small, we need to learn to impact life. That is the family of God. The Lord will help every one of us in Jesus' name. Amen. A couple came into Heaven's Glorious Mercy once and he told me that he went to a redeemed Christian Church of God somewhere here in Dallas. And the pastor told him, he came to the church with his family, and the church told him, ah, this church is for young people. But if you want a family church, go to Heaven's Glorious Embassy. That is not a, a good statement, though, from a pastor. So what I'm trying to say here, brethren, is that this is a family church. The elders will say, if two brethren go into the room and they stayed for quite some time and they come out giggling and laughing, say very likely they didn't tell themselves the truth. I have told you that you are the one that called me pastor, which of course I am. But when God is going to call me, he will not say Pastor John. He will say John. In fact, the devil does not call me Pastor John. He calls me John. So what I'm trying to say is that we're in this thing together. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a grandfather. I'm a brother. I'm a Christian. And I just got some qualification uh, the other Sunday. I'm a pastor, I'm a father, and I'm a friend, and I'm a doctor. So we are not telling you what we are not practicing. 
we are enjoying our marriage because we are doing certain things. So please, let us honor the institution of marriage and let us do what we have to do. No man hates himself. Your wife is you. Your husband is you. Let us love together. And if you are so led, mommy, pastor, and I, we are open. We, we do a lot of counseling. We want you to enjoy your marriage and not just enjoy it. And for those of us that are not married, you are constantly in my prayers that God will introduce you to the bone of your bone and the flesh of your flesh. And it's going to happen sooner than later. In Jesus' name. Let us pray. Dear Father, as tough as the words are, said an open rebuke is better than a secret love. You loved us and yet you rebuke us when we go astray. Father God, I commit your sons and your daughters and every marriage in the house. Father God, please heal every sick marriage in the name of Jesus. Every marriage in the verge of a crash. Oh God, please help that the marriage will not crash in the name of Jesus. Every marriage that is sick, oh God, please heal such marriage or marriages in the name of Jesus. Marriages that are blossoming, marriages that are happily staying together, oh God, please do not allow anything to cause a distraction to the point that they will go astray in the name of Jesus. I pray for your daughters and pray for your sons that are trusting you. They don't have the grace to stay without marriage. They want to get married. Oh God, direct them to where their spouses are in the name of Jesus. And through it all, Lord, please help us that no one will go to hell because he or she got married. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Put your hands together for the Lord.